Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and... Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. Want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It'd be a little weird, Joel. If Brupolo was in Ruleville. One might say it would be strange. <laughs> Holy crap. I mean, I've been doing these with Robbie all these times, and he's never said that. I mean. I mean, I just set him up on the tee for it. <laughs> ah. Ah. Well, <laughs> on that note, dang. Uh, yes, wherever you are. Oh. If you, I'm looking at the map of Sunflower County here, and you go, you know, Ruleville to Drew to Whitney to Parchment. Got to be careful with that one. It would be weird if Strange Brew was a part. Matchup got Strange Brew in the prison now. <laughs> like, hey, it still sucks here, but we got coffee. Ah, wherever you are in our great state, if you're listening to this podcast, you can always have Strange Brew Coffee House at home. You just got to order it for delivery, shipping right to your house. StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com. Whatever kind of a coffee machine sits on your front counter, they got you covered at StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com. If you're not a person who can just get all the free MSU merchandise you want, like my friend Joel T. Coleman, you need to go to College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can just always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. They run great sales all the time at collegecornerstore.com, so you can check those out as well. And, of course, they've got oh, – I don't want to get anybody in trouble here, but they've got the, the, some, they've got some logos there. That might be a little more popular than other logos. I mean, they just give you options. They give you options. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's how we're going to put that. So whatever you're looking for, maroon and white, they've got it at College Corner. Restaurant Tyler, it, it remains the best restaurant in town. Uh, now that Joel's here, he can also confirm that for us. Very and, good. Yes. And it, I, 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 I was downtown today. I had to get something notarized for the first time in my life today. <laughs> Never been to the notary before, but I got that, that taken care of. You could have seen my mom. I think she's still a notary. I think she could have done it. Well, if I had known that. I, I, and she's I, in town today, too. Oh, my gosh. We could have just made that happen. But my point is, as I was leaving the courthouse, I looked across the street, and the Thursday through Saturday is gone from Restaurant Tyler, which means they're just open now. That's great news. Because so, sometimes you just want catfish on Tuesday. I mean, Sometimes you just want fried chicken on Wednesday. There's not a bad day for catfish or chicken. No, that do sound good. <laughs> so, next time you're in the mood for lunch, the best blue plate in town, it belongs at one place. It's at Restaurant Tyler. Priority One Banks, the bank of the people down there in central Mississippi. 16 locations to serve you, so you know there's one conveniently located to wherever it is you are. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the branch bank, branch, bank branch nearest you. And, of course, while you're there, you can sign up. That's one of the great services they offer. You can check out the Priority One Bank app. 
and you can find all about the great relationship you're going to have with Priority One Bank. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Great show lined up for you today. We're going to talk about how Zach Arnett destined to fail, uh, some potential replacements for Chris Limonis. (laughs) (laughs) So this is how Bob felt. (laughs) So, as you know, first off, welcome back. I mean, it's it's really been almost... I had like a cameo appearance for like one edition of the Rumblings, but really it's been you just almost, popped in, yeah, yeah. It's been almost two years. Yeah, you started uh, your your new job right before the national. You are the the, the catalyst, yes, for state's national. I am championship. the best free agent pickup in Mississippi state history. And it's not even close. Uh, so that would have been what June of twenty one. My, so, my my technical first day was June first of. So there 21. you go. So yeah, we're coming up on two years of of Joel uh, heading on to Mississippi State where but, he's but done Brian, a fantastic job. But, Brian, when you're thunder job. and lightning, you're thunder and lightning. Yeah, for life. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Uh, done a great job. Of course, also now the host of the Dear Old State Pod, which you can check out on every place you can get thunder and lightning. You can Absolutely. Get. And we're not in here to put anybody out of business, you know. We're no. just we're, we're adding to the options. We mentioned I, options I, earlier. I've said it many times, and I will say it again, and I, you know, I love this analogy because I love pie. But there's enough pie for everybody. Oh, for sure. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried about my slice of the pie. For sure. You know, so. And it's obviously completely different for those of you that hadn't given it a chance because I mean, there's. It's one of those deals where I think I even when I was on the beat probably had the reputation for being the sunshine pump. What? And uh, you know <laughs> I, that just has always fit my personality. So. Which is funny because your co-host Logan Lowry <laughs> did not have that reputation at all. Well, he does now. He does now. Though. And. Uh, you know, I, it's one of those deals where it's a lot of fun, and we do, of course, because... ton of interviews. This, ton of interviews. I mean, you know, we all have the same big boss. So, yeah. Uh, well, you anyway, do, I don't. Yeah, well, you don't, but myself, Logan. You tell so. Selman, I'll tell him how it is. That's not, <laughs> not the other way around. So anyway, yeah, ho- hope you guys will check us out if you hadn't already. And, yeah. uh, you know, we all we all love the dogs. So, uh, you know, if you want to... Hear, hear I am neg- totally unbiased. If you want to hear negativity and all that crap, you come here. And if you want to hear the sunshine <laughs> pumped, you go there. There's something for everybody. There's nobody in the middle. <laughs> we need somebody like Steph to start a podcast that's really down the middle. It doesn't exist. All right. We got some some things to talk about today. We're going to do a positional breakdown. We, we, we need to catch up on that. We're going to talk about the running backs a little later in the show, which is a position that I am really interested to learn more about this year. Because they got, first time in three years, it's kind of on them. They got they got a lot of responsibility, but we'll talk about that later. Baseball is where we're going to start. It's too early to say season defining. It, it just is, in my opinion. But this is a massive series for Mississippi State. You and I know Kentucky baseball. This is where they start to fall off. This is when conference play starts. Going on the road, um, you've won seven in a row. And say what you want about you know I'm not so sure about this year's team yet. This last year's team never won seven in a row. All right, they didn't play as good for a stretch as this team has played. And I've watched this team over the last few weeks, and it just feels like it's coming together. Like the puzzle, they're starting to put the pieces together. A series win in this series over Kentucky, I feel like would just, I feel like we could almost shake off last year entirely. You're not, not, not entire, not entirely, entirely, but for the most part, I would be like, okay. They're going to compete this year. They're going to play for the postseason. They're going to be okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I've heard you say before, Brian, as I have been a frequent listener to Thunder and Lightning over the last couple years, that, that, uh, you know, like during football season, wasn't it? It was like, hey, you're not mad that you lost to so-and-so. It was you're still mad about the loss two or three weeks prior or whatever. I think a little bit – 
I don't even think a little bit, a lot of the early frustration this season. Not that we were playing incredibly well over those first 11 games because there were some ups and downs, but a lot of the early frustration this year wasn't about this year. Mm-hmm. It was still about last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks, as, as we've you know gone on this seven-game winning streak and things, if you could erase last year from your memory – uh, I think everybody we feeling really, really good right yes. now. Yes, go, if into last the, year had just been a normal year, yeah, played in the regional, maybe lost in the regional, you know, it, it, it down, but not last in the SEC down. Yeah, yeah, and because the first eleven games of this year, look, I mean, when you think about the totality of a baseball season, eleven games. I mean, you're to make a football comparison, you're not even out of the first quarter yet. Yeah, I, I mean, so to freak out over eleven games, no matter how they goes one way or the other is probably not a, a good strategy. But here you go. You've kind of had – you saw some flashes over the first 11 games. You saw some some things that needed to be fixed over the first 11 games. And then now you've had a seven-game stretch playing uh, against opponents that, you know, quite frankly, Mississippi State baseball expects to, to beat. And, mm-hmm. and you've done that job, and now you go into a weekend where – I would encourage anybody too, though, going into this weekend, don't make too much or too, you know, out of anything that happens one way or the other. But I certainly believe riding a seven game winning streak, if you can then go into Kentucky and take a series, all of a sudden, not only within the fan base, but within that locker room. I mean, that's big for those guys to, to say, hey, we are right where we're supposed to be. And yeah. I mean, we all know what confidence can do for you over the course of a baseball season. And I really do believe that. Maybe that component of it, that confidence component of it, is what this team needs because all the talent in the world's in that locker room. Yeah, yeah, the, the talent's not the issue for sure. It's you just know, that it's, simple. It's been a mental thing, I think, and they're, they're starting to get past all that. You know, you look at you know these last few games, the defense has been a little cleaner. You know, two weeks ago, the Southern Miss and then the Frisco Classic, he had ten errors in four games. Last week, he had. I think two errors in four games. Well, and you can't help but think, Brian. I mean, not that I've asked them to see, but a lot of those guys, they love Mississippi State and winning like we do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of those guys that were in that locker room last year, when the season does start a little wobbly, you know, they can't probably help but have a little, oh, I hope here we I'm don't worried, go again yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And so now, after you've won seven in a row, like you mentioned, they didn't do that last year. Maybe some of those guys that were around, like, oh, yeah, this, I'm feeling myself again kind yeah. of thing. And uh, that's, that's a question that, you know, I, I can't ask, but you maybe when, on one of the next podcasts, you know, talk to one of the veterans, a guy like Luke Hancock, and be like, does it feel more normal now? Yeah. Like, does it feel like okay? This is what it's supposed to feel like in the locker room. Yeah. After, you know, especially like I said, if they get that win, if they can get the wins this weekend, that I think they're going to get. Um, so often, and, and baseball is not really a sport where freshmen have the big moment, right? The big, the big hype. You know, you think about like recent years. You know, the big class with Rowdy Jordan, Foscue, and Tanner Allen. I mean, they, they were highly touted freshmen who had to play quickly because of the situation, but. You know, they didn't have the same kind of hype that, like, when you get a five-star quarterback or something like, or five-star point guard. But Gerangelo Sanjay is the is the opposite of that, right? He is a a freshman baseball player because of his uh, physical, what's the word I'm looking for? Abilities, I guess. Uniqueness. Uniqueness. That's good. That's good. <laughs> he got a lot of hype, and most of the hype was just about him being able to do what he does. And I feel like you know his ability to be a pitcher. Maybe he got lost in the shuffle a little bit. This kid's an outstanding pitcher. He's pitched really well these last uh, two Friday nights. And, I mean, I've been saying it on Sports Talk. He might be the Friday night guy until 2025. I mean, there's, there's a legit chance that he never gives this spot up. 
you know, you've been closer and you've talked to him a little bit more than we have. You know, what your thoughts on this young man? I mean, I'll paraphrase Chris Lamonis here. Um, what he said a few weeks ago to Logan and myself, he had mentioned uh, Low and had said that you know a lot of people see it as this circus act, this guy that can go out right. there and throw from the right side, throw from the left side, but it's not. It's real. Yeah. And you've seen that now. You've yeah. seen that it's it's real. And, and Lem had mentioned too that like he had won strike throwing competitions. And you just dropping these names like Low Lem. I mean, you're just buddy buddy with them all now, aren't you? I mean, you? yeah, we're all we're all coworkers. You know, <laughs> uh, moved on up in the world bro, yeah. since, uh, since, oh, since y'all last heard from me here. Now, but no, I mean, he's right. You watch him on a Friday night, and he belongs. I mean, it's he, not. He some... looks he looks no different than seeing any other. Upperclassman pitcher, he's it, it, totally confident. Competes his tail off. He's confident. He, uh, you know, he, he's. It, it's really cool that he is, you know, naturally left-handed, but he's better. He's better from the right side. Like, really, that's, I did not know that he's naturally left-handed. Yeah, and uh, the, the whole deal with that, you can find a cool story that I wrote on him on HillState.com as I continue to plug pop away. The plugs. Plug it. Um, but no, he uh, he was left-handed growing up, and his dad. Um, played professionally and was a was a catcher, mm-hmm. right right handed, obviously. And he's like like many kids, I want to be like my dad. So he's like, I'm gonna start throwing my right hand. Uh. and so he did. And then, I mean, he 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 got so good at it. I mean, he actually did it more from the right hand side. And uh, he would throw these balls. And I, his dad like put screws or I don't think nails is the right word. He did something into into the balls or something to make them heavier and stuff. They didn't have weighted balls and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, in Curacao, so he's down there chunking these homemade weighted balls things with his right arm. If Wes and... Johnson had been born in Curacao, they would have had it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, his right arm got incredibly strong, and then mm. he was still, you know, able to throw from his left side because it was his natural side. And what a crazy story! And here we sit now, and he's he's really he's really good at both. You know, he pitched in the Little League World Series, yeah, a few, little while, uh, you know, a few years ago, and. Mm. Now here he is on the big stage, a- able to do both and do both well. And, uh, y- you know, I do think that fans sometimes have a misconception or think that because he throws from both sides, heck, he- we can start him on a Friday night right-handed and throw is, him on a yeah. Saturday. It's the same legs. It's the same torso. It's the same. I mean, you can't exactly just run him out there when you want to. That but. same token, uh, last Friday, I looked up and he had thrown like 103 pitches. Like, wow, he's on 103. And Robbie had to tell me, he's like, well – yeah, but and I didn't I hadn't thought of it like that's like yeah, he's starting like seventy five with one and maybe thirty with the other or something like that. And it's like I mean and I and I, I'm not saying that okay, well he's good for another fifty pitches or anything like that. I'm but I'm saying it's not the same wear and tear on the arm. You know, I understand the whole thing about the lower body and, yeah. and you can't pitch every day because of that. But at the same time, there's less wear and tear on the most important part of the body. Yeah, when you're less pitcher. wear and tear, but you gotta think about from a mechanical standpoint, mm-hmm. if your legs are tired, you can't you can't throw. Your arm may be good, but yeah. so much of pitching is, is your, you lower know, your, your lower body. Your lower body, and I remember reading about Roger Clemens running five miles a day and all this mess to keep his lower body in shape and yeah. everything else. I mean, he, he, yeah, he, he did a few things to keep himself in shape, well, from what I've heard through <laughs> the years. <laughs> anyway, again, uh, the, the, these guys, you know, it, it is the same leg, same, so it's different. But he is incredible. He is remarkable and. Quite honestly, he's kind of been a little bit to this point, you may could say, MVP running for Mississippi State yeah. baseball right now with how he's kind of solidified the, the weekend staff. Yeah. The other pitcher who's obviously been super impressive is Nate Dome. And you knew he had great stuff coming down from the MAC last year. You knew he's like, this is a powerful right-hander. But he has been as good. I mean, he's been a little bit Landon Sims kind of unhittable. Yeah. Um, 
And I, you know, what excites me the most about Nate is I, I, I don't think that he's naturally or necessarily going to be a closer. I think Aaron Nixon's going to get that role when he's healthy. And so now you have another option to be a starter or a guy who can give you maybe like the Jacob Lingren role, you know, a guy who can come in in the, the fifth inning and give you three innings and just shut There's a lot you can do with a player. Like I feel like everybody's starting to figure out their roles on this pitching staff. Yeah, You, you know, you're starting to figure out. I don't know about Eintema long-term as a starter. I think when Kate Smith comes back, he'll probably slide into that role. But Gartman, is, uh, Gartman to me, is the most typical Sunday pitcher I've ever, I mean, just a guy who, not, his stuff's good, but it's not great. And he's just going to battle every at bat, and he's going to get more outs than he gives up hits. I, I like Gartman on the Sunday. You feel like every Sunday you know what you have to do to win. Evan Sierra is a guy, I, I, he throws strikes, and that, that's all I really care about when we come out of the bullpen. I think Will Gibbs has some of that too. It was good to see Tyler Davis and Tyson Harden have good innings last night. It's good to see Casey Hunt, who I've, I've said since the beginning of the season, I think is better suited to be in the bullpen than to be a starter. I just feel like things are start. Like I said, I feel like things are starting to come together. The, the, the lineup, the batting lineup is fine. You know, Hunter Hines is heating up. That's a great thing for Mississippi State. Kellum Clark is starting to hit the ball a little bit better. They got to figure out what's going on at Kellum, third. Kellum's kind of become the uh, the new rowdy that just kind of has. He, he kind of starts a little slow. Yeah. But once he gets going, he's, he's fine. Good. He's fine. And and he's getting in that spot now where, where he's getting going. They got to figure out third. But right now, I mean, this this baseball team's playing well. Well, I think that the last, for, for from a fan base perspective, of course, I'm still a fan at heart, uh, no matter what the paycheck says. But you sit there. Your and paycheck says you can be a the fan. The paycheck says I can be a fan, too. Yeah. But I think what this seven-game winning streak has done is allow people to step back from the fogginess and the cloudiness of those first five, ten games, mm-hmm. you know, ten, eleven games of the year, and see what so many of us have said since – you know, January that this team has the pieces. The pieces are there. Yeah. And and now you've been able to see, oh yeah, wow, Nate Dome, just think about, you know, Aaron Nixon comes back too and holy cow, here's here's low in the rotation. And uh, you can start kind of putting the pieces in place and in your brain you see where this team absolutely can be really, really good. Yeah. And uh hopefully the seven game winning streak has you know, erased all doubt of that, and hopefully this weekend they go out and continue to erase any lingering doubt. I, I the, the, we were talking to Robbie in the press box. I think I was talking to Steve as well about you know you look ahead to next season, and you can't help but do that because when you have a, some young some young talent, and if you're telling me next year that Mississippi State's uh, weekend rotation is low, Dome and Bradley Lofton, you're winning a lot of games. With those three guys. I mean, Lofton, he's going to get the walks corrected. There's just too much arm talent there for him not to. And when he does that, he's going to become a dominant starter. Lowe, you're already starting to see what he can do. And Dome, I think Dome is a guy I'm interested to see. if I, I really do think last week, if they had not had to bring him in in relief in game one, that he was going to start game two. I really think that. And Limonis said that he, he thought about it, but he, you know he didn't want to go too down the road with that. I like where this team is right now. I think mentally they're in a good place. They're playing with a lot of confidence. Joel, I really think they're going to go up to Kentucky and get this series. I mean, it it, it feels like the all the momentum is there um, to, to do so. I mean, it, predicting baseball is the hardest sport to predict because you just never know. But mm-hmm. 
when when you win seven in a row, you start feeling good about yourself. I, I feel like this team's probably in that spot right now where they feel like when they get to the ballpark, hey, we're going to find a way to win today. Mm-hmm. That to me, over the course of watching and loving baseball in my life, it, is as you know, it's not as big as talent, but it, it's close to as big as talent. Just the ability for a team to show up day after for day. baseball, especially because you and, play and so just, many games. Yeah, and you just feel like, hey, today, no matter what happens, we're going to have a chance to win the game. You know and, that last year by the like. The second or third last weekend of the season, they were just tired of coming to the ballpark. Well, just, they just didn't want to be there anymore. And and, and they will deny it, but, uh, but it's we hard know. for guys to not have the same mindset sometimes that, that mm-hmm. we do as fans and yeah. observers. The whole, okay, when's it going to fall apart? And, yeah. you know, last year towards the end, I feel like last year we were – I feel like we lost a lot of games, but we – we could have won most every one of them, it felt like. It felt like towards the end of games uh, was when we really ran into issues a lot of times last yeah. year. And uh, now it, it just feels like when they show up to the, the yard after the last couple of weeks, like you feel like they're going to find a way to win. I and agree. You, you go up to Kentucky, and you're believing in yourself, and that can carry you a long way. Big series for State. If, if they get this series, and then they have Arkansas State on Tuesday, that's in a ten. that would be if they could win all of that. Let's say they, they lose one this weekend. That's winning eleven out of twelve, and then you bring in Vanderbilt, who's you know good, but this isn't Vanderbilt from two three years ago when they had Rocker and Lighter and those guys. I forget who they lost to in the national title game, but that's still it's still a decent Vanderbilt team. <laughs> I've been doing that joke a lot with Oklahoma, like when the state was playing them a couple weeks ago. I was like, you know, Oklahoma playing the national championship. I don't remember who they lost to. It doesn't matter. Uh, I think that if if they can get to Vanderbilt and just you know. I think they're going to be a big crowd. I think the MSU baseball, we might be able to say, we might be able to say, okay, they're back next weekend. Yeah. Just, 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 we'll just have to play a little, little wait and see, though. But a big series for the Bulldogs this weekend. But I, I t- they haven't announced that you don't have any inside information, do they? They haven't announced actually, the rotation. I actually don't. You forget I've been out of, you know, I've been in Ohio for all week and I, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of out of I the I just figured I was a text a away bit, for you. I mean, I hey, guess I'm probably. <laughs> You throw in low G.Y. and Gart this weekend? <laughs> I'm not that high up the totem pole. Uh, but, no, I, I mean, something that I would say, too, is if you go to Kentucky and things, you know, if you drop two out of three, I don't think the sky – there's probably going to be folks that think the sky's falling. Right. And I just don't think that's the case. I, I think that what you have, have seen is this is a team well, that is on a pathway to find its way back what, to What do we always say about baseball? Don't get swept and don't don't – you know, win your series at home and don't get swept on the road. Yeah. So if you lose a road series, well, then you lose a road series. That kind of stuff happens. So, hold on. We may have a, a, a buzzer beater here. Oh! Did we? Uh, 2.2 left. Furman up one over Virginia. The Paladins, right? Michael Borky going to be real happy if this holds. <laughs> Didn't Furman the Paladins? They are the Paladins. Look at me. So, you know, little, little, little. They got a steal off the inbounds. Virginia was up two. Through a terrible pass on the inbounds, gets picked off, and then a deep three. Oh man, I love the madness. Earlier we had a we had a buzzer beater go that missed in the first game. West Virginia, Maryland. The Terps advance. They'll play out. They'll likely play Alabama tomorrow. What for- an awful play. Gosh, just oh! I forget the thunder and lightning thing where we just do it like it's live, and so people are going to be listening to this tomorrow. And yeah, this, is, this game's like twenty four hours old. Doesn't matter. They get they still get our our, our reactions. Let's move on into the second part of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. When you're cooking out this weekend, firing up the grill, 
throw some beef on there. Go get you a big steak. I saw this recipe. I follow this guy on TikTok. His name, great name, Pepper Belly Pete. Oh my gosh. He is the king of the crock pot, first and foremost, man. That man has more crock pot recipes. He has crock pot recipes, queso recipes, and then just like he did these wings the other day that nacho wings. He seasoned them with like taco seasoning and then crusted them in crushed tortilla chips. I was like, this guy could have been my dad. But anyway, he did a T-bone steak, and Joel, I'm telling you, it was two fists thick. Like, it wasn't a T-bone steak, it was a T-bone roast. I'd never seen a T-bone roast before. But I was just looking at it, I was like, how many? And he's like, gonna put a little butter in the pan. He put four sticks of butter in the pan <laughs> to, to base that thing with. I was like, a little butter, you say? Pepper but, Belly Pete. Check him out. I'm telling you. I mean, you, that kind of takes me back to like being a kid and everybody had a CB radio and had their own. He could have been Pe- Pepper, Pepper Belly Pete on the CB Pete, radio. Yeah. So, did your dad have a CB radio? Uh, my dad didn't. My, my grandfather did. What was, was his CB Butcher handle? Boy. Butcher Boy? Yeah. My dad was Big A Rap. <laughs> so, guess what I was? <laughs> little A Rap. I was a Little A Rap. Yeah. I get on there every now and then. Uh, oh, Virginia loses. Wow. That's harsh. My kid's not happy that through the uh, the pass. Anyway, beef, it's what's for dinner. Oh, hold on, let's do the old school way. Beef. It just tastes good. We'll go with that, too. I was hoping we could do that. Yeah, why not? Uh, where am I on the sponsors? <laughs> I don't know. I tell you what, you've, you've, you've been off to big and better things. There's become so many well, of them. A lot them of them were like, now that Joel's gone, we'd like to buy an ad. Um, yeah. Uh, Two Brothers Smoked Meats, they're still with us here on the heart of the Cotton District. Joel and I, we make a trip to Two Brothers every now and then, and it's a great place to go. It, it absolutely it's just is. fantastic. I mean, you know, they. I think I think they are closed this week for spring break, so you can't take advantage of that, but uh, fantastic place to eat every time I go there. The food's good. The people are good. Now that the weather's warming up, sitting out there on the patio, sitting out there on that outdoor seating, it's a great place. They'll be having some great stuff this uh, this spring. They always have live music on the weekends. They get crawfish boils going. I mean, what more do you want? It's smoked southern soul food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products, great service is what every business offers you, but Advantage Business Systems, they deliver it to you, and they have been for 48 years. When you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems, and then when you need uh, service, you just get to talk to the same people who made you the sale. You're not talking to somebody in an out of state. You got to make an appointment. You got to talk to somebody in an overseas call center. None of that. You just talk to, you know, Bob or whoever's at the, the desk. I don't know. So you just give them a call and they'll take care of you. 601 362 9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. Again, if you can't get free stuff like Joel Coleman, and you want some new, cool stuff, you check out the Rogue's Collegiate Collection. It is fantastic. Uh, it's got the polos and the pullovers, the top-name brands, with the logos that you, the fans, might find more... Uh, no matter which logo you love. There we go. Help me out here. Whatever whatever your logo you You should you love like. them all. You sh- you, well, yeah, okay. You know what? I, I, I don't, I don't want to hate anything. I don't want to hate. Hate is a strong word. It is. So, but if you hate... Having you know, le- lesser made polos and pullovers, then you'll love the rope because the most there's entertaining part of doing this today is try- watching you tiptoe around I gotta, stuff you know, that you normally I just used to roll through. Well, that's what's funny is like you know when I was with Bob, it was easier. That was just how the show went, right? I've been out of that. I've been out of practice <laughs> being you know not being a jerk. Well, not to mention the fact that you never did a show with Bob, save for like the last one uh-huh. where he wasn't an employee. That's correct. That's so correct. I mean. 
this is the first time we've ever done this. Yeah. This way. Yes, but it's working. It's fine. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Sorry about that one. You just have to sit through that one. Uh, <laughs> last but not least, you know, Joel Coleman, not a fan of desserts. I know. I know you're not. But if you were, I would tell you you need to head over to Dolce at 509 University Drive for some delicious gelato. And, of course, you need to go there in the morning. they got great coffee. They got bagels, bagels and breakfast sandwiches. I mean, they've got a little bit of they got a little bit of everything for whatever part of the day you're in. But if it's the middle of the afternoon, you're like, I need a little pick me up, a little sweet treat. I've had a good day. Let's make it even better. Go get you some gelato from Dolce. Five hundred nine University Drive, right next to Bluto's Greek Tavern. Go satisfy your sweet tooth at Dolce. We had to put off this positional breakdown because of basketball and everything else going on, but here we are. Number two, the running backs. I mean, you know, the last few years has just been like, okay, well, Marks is going to catch 80 passes and maybe he'll rush for 400 yards. And you say the same about Dylan Johnson. And now it's like, are you going to have a thousand yard rusher again at Mississippi State? You know, we, we, I had just gotten used to it, Joel. I had just gotten used to 50 passes a game. I was finally at a point where, like, okay, this is how it's going to be. And now we're going back to the running game. Great. Got to have to deal with that now. Uh, but I'm excited about it because I, I like, the philosophy, I like, you know, I've gone back and watched some App State stuff with Barbe, and, and I, I, you know, his offense looks great. Looks like a very modern college offense. And he really seems like a flexible guy that, yes, you know, if, if the passing game's what's working, then that's what we'll do. Like, he, he really yeah. seems like a, a guy that's not going to be completely tied to one particular thing. Correct, which, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know, one of those frustrating things is to watch uh, coaches – just pound that that round peg into the square hole from time to time. This is the guy who looks like he'll he'll find the right size peg for the right size hole. So no Dylan Johnson, obviously, off to Washington. Jaquavius Mark, Simeon Price return. You bring in Jeff Pittman. He's here for the spring. And uh, Seth Davis is, is, is not correct. Oh, shit. This is, my, my brain's all over the place. Yeah, you're, supposed yeah. to, you're supposed to have like you know Mississippi State employee here, right? You're, yeah, I don't. Well, I, I don't think he's an early enrollee. I, I, I don't. I can't remember. Davis is a guy that I think his biggest impact this year could be in special teams. I really do think he could be another key cog in the return game to go with the best punt returner and the best kick returner in, in the SEC. But with Marks, I mean, Marks is the guy everybody's going to focus on. Aren't you excited about that? By the way, because. I mean, I couldn't Jaqu- be more Jaquavius Marks is a guy that we have seen what he can do in the passing. This is such an opportunity for Woody. Yeah. Because you've already proven how much of a commodity you can be through the air. Yeah. Now you get to showcase your skills in a different way. It's some, I, kind I of the same thing that I've said last week about Rodgers. I said, you know, Rodgers has been labeled as the system quarterback, and that's why he's put up all these numbers. You know, if he comes out and has a big year – you know, he destroys all those labels, right? And he becomes a guy like the NFL needs to look at him at that point. You know, he only needs 2,400 yards in this offense to be the all time leading passer in SEC history. Marks is kind of the same way, right? And Marks, it's the opposite. The NFL has seen plenty of his ability to be an asset in the passing game. Now they get to see what he can really do in the running game. One thing is the truth about last year, and nobody can deny it State was at its best when they ran the ball, when they ran the ball more than 20 plus times. They did it against AM. They did it against Arkansas. They did it against Ole Miss. That's when State's offense was at its best, was when it had some balance. Marks is a guy, I, I don't question his toughness. So let me, let me preface that. But is he a guy that you could see being a 20 carry a, a game running back? I think so. Okay. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know if he would have to be because we saw how good Simeon Price could be, especially down the stretch in that Reliquest Bowl a, few, a couple months back. But, I mean, I think Simeon Price can be really good too. But, yeah, I mean, I think if needed to be, Woody could absolutely do that for you. And, I mean, he's tough. He's shifty. He's he's fat. You know, I feel like early on um, when Dylan was here, Woody kind of had the reputation for being the the shifty nimble one of the two if that's the way to say it and Dylan was more of the the pounder the yes. between the tackles guy and then and kind then, of a thunder and lightning a kind little of thing. bit if yeah. you want to uh yeah. use that illustration but but no over the last couple of years you know Woody has become where he can be either or I he's mean shown, he, he he's shown the toughness to run he is run he's tough enough to run inside he's still got the quickness to go outside I just really think this is going to be a hand-in-glove situation with Woody. Well, especially when you know he can do things in the passing game and they're going to devise ways to get him out. I mean, we haven't seen a screen pass to, to Woody Marks. I want to see that, and I feel like I'm going to. You know, I feel like there's going to be some plays where the – you know that I've I've been chiming on this for the last three years. I mean, if Rodgers would have looked at his checkdowns first – I mean, you could have had eight, nine, ten yards every time because those guys, they're floating out of the backfield. The problem is the defense gets to them by the time you check down to them. Now there's going to be some passing plays where Marks is the first option, right out of the backfield, quick swing pass and go. I'm looking forward to that. And then you mentioned Simeon Price. Huge fan of that guy. Really was impressed by you know the limited opportunities he got. Had a huge play in the bowl game, obviously, that kind of set up the, the winning points uh, for Mississippi State. And again, another guy who I know can be useful in the passing game. I mean, he, he was the MVP of that final drive. Really. Yeah, he really was. Pittman's the guy that I, I, I'm, I'm looking at and I'm wondering because it just feels like a situation where he could come in and maybe be a big surprise, a positive surprise, because he is a bigger back. He could be a guy who's more of the grinder. So... I will say this: You look at App State's last year, their stats they, they 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 spread the ball around between their running backs. They did a good job of it. I think you're gonna have. I think you could have a three headed monster here. And again, there are gonna be some games where you know we're gonna ride the hot hand, and that's the guy who's gonna get the carries. But I think early on, especially in the season, you're gonna see different guys and different pack. You're gonna see two backs too a lot. I think. Yeah, and I mean that's that's what you want in it. I mean it's you want options. You know you don't want to have to just hang your hat on Woody or you know Simeon or whoever. I mean. You're gonna have the ability to mix and match as you as you see fit, guys that you can trust. And you, you know, you mentioned Pittman; he, he's not gonna have to come in and feel a ton of pressure either because he's got Woody and Simeon there. Um, I, I like Mississippi State's running back situation, and you know, with a new offensive system, you have the the two guys that's been around right there at the front. So you, you're you feel like a couple of vets are gonna be able to take coaching and teaching. And uh, you know, apply it pretty easily. I I like the I like the whole setup there for Mississippi State. Not don't forget the fact that they're going to be running behind a, a very experienced front. That is a huge plus. You know, four starters returning on the IK. We'll talk about the offensive line in a couple of weeks. The other thing to consider, you know, just talking about the running game is that the receivers are going to have a bigger spot in it this year, which they didn't have any last year. But Tulu Griffin and I think Xavier Thomas both, you're going to see them get the ball out of the backfield some, which helps because you've got to account for. I mean, I said Tula Griffin should have been moved to running back two years ago. I was like, gotta get the ball into his hand. So yeah, I'm a huge fan of that idea. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of that, uh, you know, the Mike Leach philosophy: make them defend the whole field mm-hmm. kind of thing. Well, now you've got to you've got to account for every. You got to account for Tulu over there. Oh, they got there's two backs. You got to account for you got to 
your brain's got to be in a bunch of different places there. So yeah. I, all that's only going to benefit Mississippi State. Absolutely. I wish we had a recruiting news today so I could make you sit it out. Sit in the chamber of secrets. Sit in the chamber with well, the chamber of secrets. Yeah, we can break that out, but none of that today. All right, uh, Robbie will not be back until late Sunday. So I, I, I don't know if Joel wants to go again, but Sunday is not your night either because that's a church night for you. I will, so I'll be out of town anyway. May have to holler at Logan or something, figure something out, or, or see just see who's in town, or I may just have to go it alone. We'll see. Uh, but we will, I will recap the week re, the weekend with you guys on Sunday. Mississippi State women's basketball five o'clock tip uh, in the NCAA women's tournament against Creighton. Uh, Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't forget we're going to be live at the uh, Golden Moon at Timeout Sportsbook on uh, on Friday. Uh, so we will have. Uh, I'll be. I, I'm 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 not glad Mississippi State got eliminated obviously from the men's tournament, but. That remote, the second half of the game would have been going while the first hour of the show was going. And they would have just had to set up Haydad Cam over to the side because I was like, I'm not paying attention to anything except this damn game. <laughs> so thankfully I can work, but I, I would rather do, I would rather do. And Richard asked me because, you know, last year I went to his house with old man and he was like, Could you? And I was like, No, I could not. I could not keep my, my cool. In a close game, I, I just couldn't do it. You know, you, 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 Bork, you'd be working that dump button. Let's put it that way. So, oh well, Joel, thank you, man. Good to have you back. Always here. I always love a breath of, of sunshine and fresh air here on Thunder and Lightning. Yeah, whenever it's a cloudy day around here, you just call me in. I like when you're being positive, and I can agree. I mean, that's that's a good day. Yeah, I mean, neither one of us had to do any lying over the course no, of I the didn't last thirty li- I minutes. I didn't lie at all. So there we go. All right. You guys have a great weekend, and I'll be back with you on Sunday night. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.